Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, and this is Austin Parr with Discount Fishing Tackle in Denver, filling in for Terry while he is on assignment down in Florida. We're going to go right to the phones, and we're going to talk with Nate Zelinski from Tightline Outdoors. Nate, I understand you were in central Florida down there for ICAST. I was, man. Yeah, I had, uh, had an unbelievable show down there in Orlando. A quick trip. Ran in, had uh, 12 meetings, cruised the show, and uh, back in Colorado beating up the fish. But, uh, no, it was, uh, it was an unbelievable trip down there to ICAST. Absolutely. You know, as a guide myself, it's always difficult to get away in the middle of July, but it really is a good <laughs> good deal you know when you're in the industry to figure out what's going on what kind of new stuff did you see what highlights did you see down there at icast you know i i would say that the probably the biggest talk of the show you know was was the electric motor wars oh yeah um, you know, that being said you know Minn Kota released a new motor uh motor guide released a new motor made some advancements in theirs and then two brand new motors on the market Lawrence introduced an electric motor uh as well as garmin uh so you know obviously the the two you know Minn Kota and motor guide already having units out there uh, I would say they didn't quite get the press they might deserve just because you know, I did think they made great advancements. Uh, but obviously, Lorantic Garmin kind of new to the industry, um, you know, or new to the electric motor game, I should say. Um, you know, it's definitely great to see those motors. And I would say that this year definitely was uh, was probably a, a huge, that's probably the biggest thing out there. Not so much for necessarily the two brand new motors coming out, but the technology that really hit. Um, I don't know how long ago it was, Austin. I mean, everybody out here that does construction and or has used uh, like a handheld cordless drill in their life, uh, when all these drills went from having a brush to a brushless capacity, um, you know, your battery life lasts far better. They're quieter. They run so much better. Oh, and yeah. majority of these motors are now offering a brushless motor. Um, that's probably the biggest advancement, more so than all the little things, uh, you know, the accessories and little highlights that each motor offers, uh, going brushless. So now you are far quieter. Uh, you know, people don't realize, everybody's like, man, my motor's always quiet. But you don't realize the high-pitched whine under the water that an electric motor pull, pulls off Absolutely. as you're going. I mean, in a lot of cases, when I'm out trolling walleyes, I would rather use my 9.9 kicker versus my electric because the kicker actually is a duller pitch, and I think it scares the fish less than even my electric motor. Uh, but now having these brushless options, you have a far quieter motor, uh, which is really cool. You get a little more torque. So now when you're cutting through weeds in those you know high vegetation situations, you have more torque. Um, and some of these motors are 30, 40, even higher percent better on battery life. And that's probably the biggest thing. So now, you know, when you are in heavy, windy conditions and really on that motor, very rarely are any of these motors capable of fishing a, a whole day on the water at those higher speeds and really, you know, in rough conditions. Um, and now that we're talking about much better battery life uh, and using less power for the same speed, uh, it's unbelievable the, the capabilities that are out there. So now, you know, boats that, you know, normally would jumping to a 24-volt system to try to extend their life can now get it done with a 12-volt system. So huge advancements there. And then talking about, like, the Lowrance motor out there, the Ghost, this motor on your on your larger units, you can switch between 12 and 30, or excuse me, between 24 and 36 volts. So you could be on a boat, you know, have this boat, purchase it, thinking, man, I really need a 24-volt system. Have a 24-volt, like, you know what, it's not enough. 
you can now add a third battery, select that option on the motor, and run it as 36. So, again, yeah. just a ton of advancements there, and I think that's probably the biggest thing that I saw at ICAST that was, that was really cool. And there's, a, there's one major player that was talking about releasing their motor, um, and they did not. So we're really the, – the whole industry is anticipating uh, when this next person is going to release their motor uh, that might kind of kind of trump everything so it'll be really interesting uh see if that happens this fall if they wait till spring to do that but either way electric motors was the talk of the show oh yeah and you know talking about that brushless design for the the average guy that's out there looking to buy a trolling motor and have it last you know an electric drill that's brushless lasts so much longer you have to imagine that these motors are going to be lasting physically longer than a lot of these these brush type motors that you know have a, a much lower life expectancy Absolutely, and even and talking about blowing breakers, I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever done that, but if you you are on top of it, really getting after it, you know, a lot of times your your breakers going to be popping because of heat. When you oh, yeah. really start getting down to the bottom twenty five percent of that battery life, you get low on it on batteries. Um, you know, those motors create a lot of heat, uh, and you're popping your breakers. There's nothing worse than popping a breaker, you know. So you have to dig underneath your boat to reset it, and then you have one that sets on time. You know, you're waiting those ten minutes for that thing to reset. Um, you know, these brushes, you're not going to get that heat. So yeah, again, huge advancements there. I think that's great. You know, obviously the bait world continues. You know, I mean, if you're talking, you're watching the show, everybody's talking about the game changer and this and that. I mean, it's we're going on five or six years of really advanced paint design, oh, advanced yeah. graphics. Some of those new Berkeley paints. Oh yeah. Continues to get better, but I, again, I don't think there's anything. Different. It, it continues to get better. It's not like it, the industry slowed down. We have a huge jump. It's just that slow, steady grind of of better plastics, better hard paint. Uh, that industry just continues to to grow as we see that. Same thing. The rod industry continues to grow. Lighter, more sensitive. Uh, your technology is just hitting the industry. So, so small advances in all those portions of the show for sure. Yeah, I saw some of that. You know, uh, some of those new colors of flicker shads they came out with that were all the the, the standard jointed colors that are now on the the, the normal flicker shads i'm excited about those some of those new berkeley hard baits those all look good so yep. definitely good there so just a second ago we were talking to, to dale Merritt from bear point kennels about some of the the things we need to talk about with hunting coming up this fall so kind of on a, a shift of topic here um you know what are you thinking as far as uh, the hunting season coming up this year absolutely man it's time it's gonna be, we have these conversations every year and everybody even you know they comment back on our facebook page and they're calling me they're like man it's midsummer. It's a hundred degrees out. You know why do you keep pushing the hunting? But it's one of those things: scouting and education on your resource. That resource, we mean the animal, the land, is everything. We talked about the last two weeks how we're just going to slowly start getting this transformation. Uh, but it is time to start thinking about that. You know, your pronghorn hunt is literally a month away if you're archery pronghorn hunting here in Colorado. So it's time for that. You know, your your elk and deer season, as far as your mountain units, all that stuff is starting on the last weekend of August. So it is that time to where if you want to start scouting you want to have the hunt of your dreams um you, you don't necessarily have to have an outfitter you definitely do not have to have private land you have the opportunity at elk and deer of a lifetime of some of the biggest animals in the state some of the greatest hunting um, and really it's available on public land easy to draw units everything out there available to you the biggest thing that makes or breaks that hunt is education if you're not scouting until you know a couple days before the hunt or your scouting is weak even if you're doing now but you're not scouting right you're not going to have the success that you're looking for so the biggest thing is right now elk are where they are going to be during hunting season your big mule deer bucks are where they are going to be for at least the first week if not maybe 10 days of that season they are there now so these animals are in those positions more than likely your pronghorns are in those areas so we're far enough along into the season and we're 
find these animals now is where they are going to be at least during these archery seasons. So it is imperative to get out there, find these animals, and start building patterns. You know, with pronghorn first, the biggest thing we're talking about is selecting your style of hunting. Now, again, a normal year, the, the number one technique for, for pronghorn archery hunting is sitting on water. Now, we have a lot more water this year than we are used to, so you're going to have a lot of options. So if that's still your game plan, right now you need to be setting trail cams. You need to be watching from afar with a spotting scope and figure out which water holes these animals are hitting. Because, uh, again, you know, in some years they have very limited water, and this is a very easy approach. You on the only water they have, you're going to get that shot. Years like this, every little ditch, every nothing cranny has water. Uh, so years like this, you really need to scout out those water holes, figure out which ones are hitting. And right now is when I start getting ready for that. If you're going to build a blind, dig a hole, whatever you're going to do, however you're going to you know, disguise yourself and hide on that water, you need to do that now so these animals can get used to it. A lot of guys throw a pop-up blind in a water hole, you know, two days before the hunt. Those animals walk in, see that, and they, you know, they go into that total panic mode. They're like, what is that? We've never seen that before. Ease into it. You know, now is when you want to build those blinds. Get yourself ready now to where those animals get used to it. Same as decoying. If I'm going to decoy pronghorns, I go out there with my decoy now, and I see how they react to it. You know, there's times when I'll have a, you know, great pronghorn decoy. I set it up, and if they see it and panic, maybe I need to change the colors. Maybe it needs to be a little bit more dull. Maybe I need to make like, adjustments to it. But now is when you do that. You get your animals used to that uh, to where you don't have that panic on opening day. So, again, now is the time to scout. Um, and, again, pronghorn first, that's your number one advice. Find those water holes. Figure out which ones they're hitting and look at them. Evaluate them. Which ones are going to dry up? Which ones are going to continue to be a good source of water to where you can make those plans? And again, a month away is not very long, especially for those of us that only scout maybe on a weekend, you know, we're off work. Sure. You literally have a limited amount of time before this starts. Yeah, well, it's coming quick. And just like with, you know, we talk about fishing all the time or, or anything in general when we're talking about hunting or fishing, scouting is so important to be able to go out there and, and have some success. And with archery season so quickly approaching, uh, you know, it's it's imperative that guys are getting out there and looking at it now. I mean, that's it. You know, same as us fishing. Us. You, know, you go out there, we roll out to turn the creek chat, we move right to the spot, we start catching fish, and everybody's like, man, you know, you make it look so easy. It's because we know what's going on. Oh, we yeah. know where it's this or that. We know how to approach it. Same thing hunting. Everybody thinks it's so different, but it's not. If you're out there now and you know where they're at, what they're doing, you know some slight behavioral aspects. You just put yourself in the right position. I mean, literally, a lot of people look at certain people and they think that they're great hunters, when in reality, it's just knowledge of the resource. It's nothing that makes anything a more advanced person. Not that you shoot better or call better. Um, I can tell you right now that I am lower on those talent levels. Where my talent shines is I scout hard. I know where they're at. I know what they're doing. I can anticipate their next move. And I can put myself in their way to where I get those shot opportunities. And that's the biggest thing that you can do as a hunter. Get out there right now. Um, you know, now's your time where you want that failure. You don't want the failures during hunting season. You want to go out there now and struggle to find them and struggle to, to get close to them to where you learn from all those mistakes where when hunting season rolls around, you have those opportunities. So if you are not you know, happy with your success the last couple of years of hunting, now is your time to force yourself to get out there. Maybe you don't go every day, but force yourself to get out there a good portion of the time. Learn the behaviors. Learn the animals. Um, again, if you're not finding the animals that you would want to shoot during hunting season, something is wrong. You need to make the most of that now. So, again, I act like today is opening day of hunting season. So when I get out there, I'm making sure that, hey, 
there's the animal I would love to shoot. I got close to them. I got it done. If you're not seeing those animals, they're not going to magically appear during hunting season. So what your expectations are during hunting season, you need to be on right now. Absolutely. Well, before we have to go here, I'm sure you guys are out catching some big trout and pike, and I'm sure, you know, the walleye bite's been on fire. Um, you know, if somebody's looking to get a hold of you or, or looking to, to, you know, get out on a guide trip, what, how do they get a hold of you there, Nate? Absolutely. You know, Tightline Outdoors. You can go to our website, tightlineoutdoors.com. You can go to our Facebook page, tightlineoutdoors.com. Uh, we got a lot going on. You know, the, the colder spring and colder water did wonders for a walleye bite in the front range. Really kind of interrupted the shad hatch. Uh, so this walleye bite is on fire right now in the front range. We love that. Uh, it is officially our topwater pike season up in South Park. So we're getting solid pike on topwater. Uh, so nothing's better than that. Our rainbow bite is very strong. Uh, so a lot of great opportunities. We have our lead fishing night this Wednesday at Chatfield. So, uh, you know, last week we had our, two weeks ago, we had our biggest league night ever. Guys, if you guys want to have fun with some cash, meet some great anglers, come to Chatfield North Shore Boat Dock Wednesday. The event runs from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. You check in between 3.30 and 4 p.m. Uh, again, you have to sign up. Just check it out. We'll have, you know, some information on our Facebook page. But again, league night is Chatfield. And then lastly, guys, we have a big carp event July 27th, that Saturday. That's going to be at Clement Park. And then August 10th is our second don't bash your trash carp event uh so mark down the events we'd love to see people there uh and yeah take advantage of the great fishing why it's going strong right here in colorado absolutely i can't recommend that league event enough i've fished a couple of those guys and you know it really is a great event getting out there and, and meeting anglers and and having some success and it's kind of a tournament form you know in many tournament forms so definitely absolutely you know, it's lit is laid back low-key uh but yeah good chance to win some good cash and uh, yeah more importantly it'll uh it'll get you right on top of your game on uh being more successful of an angler Absolutely. Well, Nate, I certainly appreciate uh, you coming on here and look forward to talking to you here soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Austin. We appreciate it. Thank you, Nate. Once again, this is Austin Parr with Discount Fishing Tackle. I'm hosting Terry Wickstrom Outdoors this week. We talked about some different baits from ICAST there. I'm going to have all that stuff coming down at Discount Fishing Tackle, six blocks south of Evans on the west side of Santa Fe there. But when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about uh, some Wyoming fishing reports. So once again, you're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, presented in part by Sun Enterprises, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. This is Austin Parr, one of the owners of Discount Fishing Tackle, on air with Terry Wickstrom on assignment down in Florida. So I'm in here filling in for Terry, and we're going to go right to the phones here. We have Ron Lowry with Crowley Marine. Ron, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Austin? Thanks for having me on, buddy. Absolutely, Ron. Appreciate you being here. So, you know, we're going to talk about Crowley Marine here in a second, um, but I know that you've been fishing the Wyoming Walleye Stampede pretty hard, and we've been talking about Colorado a bunch today. Why don't we shift up north a little bit, and why don't you give us a report on some of those walleye lakes uh, that are in central Wyoming? You know, absolutely. You know, that's the biggest thing probably why a lot of guys will chase up there and fish that uh, circuit uh, that Brian Woodward has, the Wyoming Walleye Stampede, and the major thing is the water size, the the capacity, and just the sheer ability to catch big fish. Now, unbeknownst to most people, because my results haven't been been doing so well, my pre-fishing has been phenomenal this year. Uh, I go to the tournament, and it's just, you know, one thing after another where we've got to go all the way to plan, you know, C, D, E, and F to, to try to manage but that's tournament fishing but as a whole those fisheries are just uh you know they're unbelievable we all know that there's a lot of water coming into multiple states uh not just colorado but also wyoming 
Um, but the, the lakes are full. All the lakes are full. Some of the lakes that um, have been down in the past are now getting into that 90% um, capacity, like, say, for instance, Seminole here. Uh, the second week of August, we have the championship. That's the top 50. Uh, you know, I'm thankful, again, we grinded it out, having not the best of seasons, uh, but we're back in the top 50 again this year going head-to-head against by far the best anglers in all four connecting states that do like to do some higher competitive, uh, you know, angling. You know, some guys have to travel 22 hours to try to cash a check for 10 grand. And, you know, here you can go three hours and you got the same capabilities and uh, you're not so far away from home and you can get back and, and get back to work. But uh, Glendo's been fishing phenomenal. You know, I've been up, uh, obviously, multitude of times. I was thankful to spend a little bit of time with my now new fiance. So uh, we're getting uh, married in October. There. So, thank, yep, thank you. We were up in uh, there uh, over the July 4th uh, weekend, and I finally got to do uh, my night trolling. I've been knocking on this door for, you know, well over 10 years now where I've been wanting to go out and do some night trolling and uh, had a great time, uh, watched some fireworks go off, and uh, – you know, filled the freezer full of eater fish and then caught some nice tanks. So there you go. it's obviously a great uh, place to fish. Um, Pathfinder, by far, an epic fishery for a reservoir. Uh, you know, you can catch so many fish there doing so many different tactics, but then also have the opportunity to catch, you know, a trophy trout of a lifetime. Absolutely. Um, just crazy big trout um and it makes a fun pre-fishing you just don't want to catch them in the tournament exactly right? yeah i've uh, talked to multiple guys who were fishing that tournament up there and and not only were there some huge walleyes that came out you know fish over and over again in that 10 pound kind of class but yet you know right. i saw pictures of browns eight nine pounds big rainbows yep. up there too mm-hmm. so if you're just going up there for fun and you're not looking to cash a check that is a fantastic fishery it's huge high water you don't have yes. to worry about some of the underwater uh hazards quite as much although that's still a pretty hazardous lake with some of those rock piles that stick out up there but you have a great multi-species opportunity yeah you really do and you know you have alcova that's right there too so if you really want to hit the colder water species and really just target the trout you have alcova um you know you you have just so many other lakes the wheatlands uh you know wheatland area you you can fish it's fishing very well again there's just so many different bodies of water i do like going up there um and having a chance to do some fun fishing if i can uh, I was thankful to get off during the fourth and and have a a day or two where we could relax and go do some stuff. But um, yeah, great fisheries, un- unbelievable amount. Um, you know, there's a, a good guy that I know that fishes in the tournaments that he's starting to guide up there. Um, uh, Todd Reinhardt, um, he's starting to do a pretty good job and and getting a good book of business up there. There you which, go. You know, I, I anticipated it would be a good fishery like McConaughey. You know, if, if you just plant yourself and really produce. Uh, some good quality pictures and show people the the class of fish that are there, plus show them what the tournaments are capable of doing, which is a great uh, assessment to how a fishery is doing, Um, not just seeing the big fish. We all like to see big fish, but like any tournament, we all know, you know, there's a small group of people that find them. And, you know, just like Pathfinder, big fish caught day one with the the Mueller's leading in the day two, they got 10 pounds. They still won it, but it shows you how hard and how diverse that fishery is. One day you can be on top, and the next day, you know, you're clinching. Just you're 
gritting your teeth just to try to hold on to that lead. Sure. It's a good testament to your skills. It forces you to learn how to uh, not just find fish, but then fish the fish and properly fish them, try to see their temperament, try to understand what kind of thing, and then what kind of forage. You know, like I preach all the time, know the forage. If you know the forage, you'll have better success at finding out what you need to do up there, oh, yeah. like any reservoir fishing that we do. Sure. Well, changing the subject real quick before we have to yeah. go. Um, you know, you've been working with Crowley Marine for the last couple of years, doing boat demos yeah. down there, and certainly yeah. hearing a lot of things coming out. Why don't you uh, talk to us a little bit about Crowley's new location, really quick, and then maybe some of the highlights yeah. that you've been seeing in the boating industry? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can tell you, it's it's a great testament to you know a marina that opens up the ability to have you know uh, i feel like somebody that is very knowledgeable hopefully i'm fairly knowledgeable with the boats i do the pontoons the luns and the sylvans uh we all know that i ran luns for quite a long time i'm in uh, a ranger i've been in rangers for a long time uh obviously so it's easy for me to walk through uh these boats uh but it's a great opportunity for people um not only maybe have had boating experience maybe this might be their first lund and they we're in a different type of boat. Maybe it's a new pontoon boat. Um, you know, to the total experienced to inexperienced, uh, we get them on the water. Uh, we do a boat demo for them, basically, you know, covering every aspect, port to stern, uh, you know, the bow to the transom, uh, touch every button, walk through everything with them, making sure like the newer boaters, this is the biggest thing that I tell everybody, if nothing else, these uh, new boaters are learning how to be efficient at the boat ramp. You know, I try to ask them to go ahead and back up trailers. And there's sometimes I unfortunately have to, you know, pop in there and just do it just because it gets really congested during certain times of year. But there's other times where I'm like, hey, look, let's just keep trying it. And even if you're a little crooked, we're okay today. But tomorrow or the next day, let's go to a parking lot, like let's say, you know, on a Monday or Sunday or something where, you know, a big parking lot's uh, free. Take your boat and trailer and learn to back up, uh, you know, in a nice wide open in place and really get yourself comfortable with doing that. Sure. Uh, we've, you know, we're, we're finding more and more great response out of this, and people are just electronics alone, not to break from the subject, but just touching electronics. Most people, they get their brand new uh, maybe motor guide or Minn Kota or whatever. Now the new Lorances are coming out and the new Garmin, you know, the Ghost, uh, and the Garmin's got their new trolling motor, so who knows what's going oh, yeah. on. But they can't even find the on button. Right. So I'm also spending a little bit of time with them, at least getting them to where they're at a level that if they have problems, then get back a hold of me, get a hold of Brent or one of the guys at the shop there and say, hey, you know, I'm having difficulties here. Here's where I'm at. And we at least know where they're at least their electronics are. Minn Kota, every one of them. You know, we get them. We've got to make sure they're up to date. Most people don't know that. Sure. And so this is really big because people can spend hours on the water trying to just understand how to update uh, a Minn Kota. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's a process. So um, those of us that have done it, we're like, oh, yeah, it's no big deal. But those of us that haven't, they have, again, put a com- brand-new computer in front of somebody, and they're like, how do you turn it sure. on? What's, where's the off button, right? So I'm very thankful to do that. We've had a great amount of um, – uh, response from it. I think it's a very beneficial thing. Absolutely. I'm very thankful that Crowley offers it. Absolutely. Well, I hate to cut you off here, Ron, but we're running out of time. Come on down. You know, if, if anyone's looking for a new Ranger or Lund or a used boat or a Sylvan, uh, Crowley Marine has changed location. They're at 2450 West 63rd Court yep. in Denver. It's a yep. great, great yep. location. Ron, I certainly appreciate you coming down and uh, talking with you us bet. on the phone. Yeah, no problem, Austin. Have a good day, buddy. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, you're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. 
You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. My name is Austin Parr, and I'm an owner of Discount Fishing Tackle on South Santa Fe Drive, filling in for Terry while he's in Florida. We're going to go right to the phones here. We're going to be talking with J.R. Pierce from Colorado Clays. J.R., how are you this morning? Hey, good morning, Austin. Doing well. How are you, my friend? Doing excellent. So, you know, we're going to get to uh, talking about some some shooting and some shooting sports coming up here, but I've been hearing that you and your grandson have been getting after the walleyes and and, uh, maybe a few wipers even as of late. Yeah, and you know, Austin, I don't get many days off this time of year, but... uh... Yeah, my 10-year-old grandson, Wyatt's in town, so I took a couple days last week and fished with him, and I'm telling you, we enjoyed some amazing fishing at several different lakes and reservoirs out our way. Uh, His casting accuracy and control just makes it a dream uh, to fish with him, but I think the real moral of the story is that we should all introduce these youth to the outdoors at a nice early age, so... Um, you know, they really are the, the future of our outdoor sports and the resources where they, you know, where we enjoy them. Vitally important, whether we're taking them out fishing or hunting, seeing the joy on a, on a youth's face is absolutely fantastic. But, you know, we've been talking about fishing, a little bit of hunting on this show as well. But, you know, we, we talked to, to Dale Merritt earlier about preparations for a, a Labrador retriever. But, you know, we might take for granted some preparations for our own shooting sports. Um, you know, what do you recommend as far as preparation for maybe the upcoming rifle or maybe small game seasons? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I really uh, think it's the time that we need to touch um, you know, a little more specifics on particularly big games. So, first of all, you know, Colorado Clays is Colorado's premier public shooting facility. Uh, we still offer the finest in rifle, pistol, trap, skeet, and sporting clay shooting. Uh, we're open year-round, and, of course, we're the number one destination for shooting events, whether they're large or small, from friends and family or even those kids' functions, you know, 4-H, Boy Scout, uh, high school and college, we do give um, discounted rates for those kids to keep them in the in the sport. And then, of course, the corporate and fundraiser stuff that nobody does like us. Uh, and even, you know, Austin, I think I brought up the, even the individual. If your buddies can't go, uh, all of our stuff can be done with delays or voice control. So feel free to come out even if you only have time for yourself. And, of course, we are handicap accessible on our entire property. Um, last show, we did talk about the upcoming bird seasons and the importance of good preparation and how all of the different fields and courses here at Colorado Clays can get you in top form before the season. And Austin, I know you're a bird hunter, so I'm hoping to see you out here. Absolutely. I need to make my way out there. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you got to knock the rust off maybe a little bit and be ready as those doves are going to be flying here in less than two months. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, on the big game note, Um, that's going to be here before we know it too. And, uh, I think I should say Colorado Clays rifle and pistol facility. It is a state of the art NAR approved design and it's a semi outdoor. And what that means, um, it is a big concrete, um, walled structure, uh, with a covered shooting area, but rather than a flat roof, we have baffles. So you actually can enjoy, um, you know, natural light and airflow downrange and, Particularly for the game hunters, that, that's an important part of your practice is having that outdoor field. Um, we do have radiant heat in there, so, of course, you can shoot comfortably all year long. The pistol side, we got 10 bays for shooting. Uh, that has a target return system, so you can literally shoot from 5 to 25 yards, and with a simple push of a switch, you can uh, take your target from... Uh, when you hang it out to whatever range you want to practice. So that's really handy. But down to the rifle now. 
Uh, we do have 50 and 100-yard targets available on all 10 bays in the rifle. Uh, that 50-yard target's real nice for, say, muzzle loaders, you know, trying to get their gun dialed in, pistols, uh, sometimes get a 22 over there. And if you've got a new scope, that is a handy tool for getting on paper. Now, the 100-yard target has a viewing system, and what that means, we've got a telephoto camera on the target, a monitor in the bay, and uh, you can literally uh, sight your scope in with no spotting equipment and do it in real time by simply looking up at your monitor. Now, of course, you know, our rifle and pistol is always a great tool for shooters and a good time regardless of the time of year. But I think uh, I want to make sure people understand how important it is to come out early. Um, these weekdays are a great time if you can slip away because you beat that last-minute rush. Yeah, and, you go right before season, and, and it's going to be tough. Yeah, and that happens everywhere, and I think we all know that and have ran into that, and I'm not going to lie, it's happened to me. But just some notes on that, Austin. I mean, uh, just your equipment, your gun, for example. You know, when you take it out early, you get it all cleaned and lubricated. You make sure it's functioning with no mechanical issues. The the bolt engagement, for example, maybe your safety, magazine feeding ammo properly, all of that. And then while you're at it, of course, your gun case, get that organized, get tools for field repairs in there. You know, even little things like checking and adjusting your sling, really important. Um, as far as scopes go, uh, setting that eye relief. A lot of folks have a scope and have never really messed with the eye relief to get it comfortable. So something you can certainly do early. Uh, check your caps and covers, make sure they're tight. And, of course, a lot of people are getting these new scopes with some amazing reticles. Well, there's a, a lot to, to be done with those. And what's really neat about it is that there's tables and data to where you can actually set your zero yardage, whatever you care for it to be, based solely on your 100-yard impact point. So we can get that all done in one stop. Nice. And then, of course, at Colorado Clays, we have uh, all kinds of different rests for shooting. Uh, we even have a lead sled you can use. Um, in any type of uh, adjustment tool, we have most of them. And, of course, we offer sitting, standing, and prone shooting positions, uh, depending on what you're uh, wanting to do. And, of course, this gives you that perfect opportunity to work on your breathing, uh, your trigger squeeze, and find the most accurate ammo for your gun. All oh. important things. And I think, finally, Austin, the most important thing about Colorado Clays, uh, we definitely have the friendliest and most knowledgeable staff in the industry so they make sure you leave Colorado Clays feeling confident in yourself and your equipment. Absolutely. Well, we are out of time, Jr. Uh, it sounds absolutely fantastic. Why don't you uh, tell the folks listening uh, where to find you and a quick phone number to get a hold of you? All right. So anytime, give us a call, 303-659-7117. Anybody that answers the phone can help you. Or definitely go to the website, coloradoclays.com. And if you have any questions about what we do, take the virtual tour. Um, it's a great way to see what happens out here at Colorado Clays. JR, as always, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Thanks, Austin. Have a great day. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. My name's Austin Parr from Discount Fishing Tackle in Denver, hosting the show for Terry while he's on assignment in Florida. We are going to go right to the phones here for our final segment. We have Tony Werskala, who is the guide coordinator and manager at the Blue Quill Angler. Tony, how are you? 
Awesome. Doing well. Thanks for having us on this morning. Absolutely. So we've been talking about a lot of conventional fishing, a little bit of hunting on the show here as well. But often, you know, you forget about how good of a fly fishing state this is. And with you guys uh, guiding so much up on the South Platte River, why don't you kind of give us uh, a rundown on what you're seeing up there in that uh, valley? Yeah, absolutely. So the South Platte's been fishing pretty well recently. Some things to pay attention to. Obviously, all of us in Colorado have known of our snowpack this year has been quite significant. So down here at the Blue Quill, we've been kind of monitoring those flows, um, you know, day in and day out. The South Platte recently um, peaked and should be starting to recede, um, definitely making trips uh, more enjoyable and definitely safer. Um, some of those high flows can scare away folks thinking, you know, the fish are hiding. But, sure. you know, sometimes it can be some really good fishing for some big bugs. Um, you know, and obviously safety is a huge concern. If anyone's out there, just really monitoring those flows and just making sure you're not crossing or getting yourself in any unsafe long predicament. Well, as you mentioned right there, you know, the high flows can definitely keep a lot of people away. You know, anglers are, are looking to fish some lakes right now, but in reality, especially when you're talking about cheesemen and the clarity of water that typically uh, you see up there, the fishing, when you do it safely, can be very productive, can't it? Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things that's, uh, you know, kind of overlooked, um, you know, personally fishing high flows is one of my favorite times. Um, you know, the fish can get a little more, um, you know, active as far as feeding on a variety of different insects that are in the system. Um, during that kind of summer runoff period, you know, that water warms up quite a bit. So you start to see those caddis and some of those uh, later mayflies, those PMDs start to come off here real soon. Um, it can really make fishing great. Um, you know, just the, the main thing in that is just staying safe. You know, no fish is worth getting hurt Definitely. or, uh, you know, waiting out to get it. But absolutely, Cheeseman and Deckers have been fishing great. And like you had mentioned, um, one of our kind of backup plans is fishing some still water. Sure. As I know, you're pretty familiar with uh, being on the lake many days of the year. Oh, yes. Uh, we do we do a lot of still water trips. Um, obviously, we do a lot of float trips on the Colorado River. But we do also some float tube trips um, at Wellington Lake spinny and tarot so that's a great way to escape the flows too if you want to try something different get out on a lake it's a great time to enjoy some of our beautiful reservoirs here in the state i know you've been up at antero quite a bit lately why don't you uh, give us a report on what you're seeing up there maybe fly selection time of day what are you seeing up at antero yeah absolutely you know i've been in antero for um you know last month pretty consistently fishing it um as that lake starts to turn over and get some weeds um, in that system again. Um, and, you know, Ontario's been fishing great. The Calabatus, that was Lake Mayflies, have been fishing really well. Um, the hatches have been pretty good in the morning, um, as well as the damselflies. Um, we have been seeing some lake caddis in that system as well. Um, so between the damsels, the Calabatus, and the caddis, that's really all you need this time of year. Um, you can definitely throw some streamers. Um, but for the most part, in the mornings, those fish are kind of looking up, hitting some dry flies. And then as that sun comes out and it gets a little warmer, they seem to retreat to the weed edges, um, really focusing on that deeper water, really nipping those deep edges hard with a streamer or a good nymph rig. So are you still fishing some of those balanced leeches that I know you like fishing up there? Yeah, absolutely. The leeches are also a great um, kind of to build in your weight to your rig using those balanced leeches, get you down to that weed edge pretty quickly. It's also a relevant uh, you know, food source for them in there, absolutely. those leeches. Um, so kind of mixing up with the leeches or even a smaller streamer. I've been using short colbirds, one death punch. Um, and that's been also a great producer out there, too, for a little bit of a bigger meal Absolutely. mixed with those small nymphs off the back. 
Well, and and you know the the one inch death punch has been uh, a fly that a lot of people have been been getting really excited about as of late. But going back to that balanced leech. For folks that don't know, it's a fantastic stillwater pattern. So it's tied, a leech that's tied on a jig hook that actually has a pin that's on the front of it, and the bead is out in front of the, the line tie. So it helps to have that leech perfectly balanced, hence the name. But it fishes underneath the strike indicator really well, and if you have a slip strike indicator up there where you're able to adjust the depth and then be able to, to maintain uh, an ease of netting a fish when that slip uh, indicator will slide down, you know, you put a calibatus or a chronometer or a scud or something behind that, and you can really have some good success. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you, you know, know, you brought up that. Yeah, go ahead. Austin. No, I was going to go. Go ahead, Tony. I was going to say that was very, you know, bringing up that slip indicator. That's a, you know, a real overlooked thing. A great way if you're fishing in deeper water, being able to use that slip indicator to kind of adjust that weight on the fly um, seems to work quite a bit better than the cow or excuse me, a thingamabobber. Um, sure. When you're fishing those smaller nymphs, sometimes getting down that weedage and having that slip indicator can make all the difference in landing those big fish. Absolutely. So, it, you know, a slip indicator works somewhat like a slip bobber when you're conventional fishing. However, it's pegged. So the whole idea behind mm-hmm. it is that, especially when you're in a flow tube and you're, you're struggling to have a long depth of indicator, say you're fishing 10 feet of water and that indicator's pegged, you, you're not able to net that fish. But when you set the hook on these slip indicators, the peg slips, slides all the way down, and then you're able to, to net the fish with the indicator, you know, going all the way down to the fish, basically. Yeah, and that's a huge, I mean, that, that's a big uh, kind of uh, thing in your rig to really um, take some of those small details and really be able to get that big fish in the net when, uh, you know, all the puzzle, all the pieces align. You know, it's really important to have that slip indicator, um, you know, makes it 10 times easier than that. Absolutely. So, you know, you mentioned you got on Wellington. Wellington is one uh-huh. of those particular places that offers some of the biggest fish close to town. You know, being down at discount, I have people ask me that all the time. You know, where do I go that has big fish that's close to town? Well, Wellington is one of those options, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, we've been just starting to work with Wellington um, this year quite a bit. Um, if you haven't checked them out, they're an amazing place. Uh, Wellington Lake there, kind of near Bailey, is um, a great place to get out of the city. It's got good camping options as well as, like you said, amazing fishing. Absolutely. Um, it's, a, it's a place that we do float tube classes out as well as guide trips, um, kind of give people a little bit of a different perspective as far as fly fishing, kind of on that stillwater side. And, man, I'll tell you what, you can get some giants out of there. It's a great place. Absolutely. I mean, it truly has 10-pound fish in it. A lot of rainbows in there, but certainly hear about some some brown trout action. Uh, you know, there's camping at Wellington Lake, but then you also have, um, you know, options for ice fishing out there as well. So it definitely is kind of yeah. a, a nice, well-rounded place. Yeah, absolutely. And if the folks um, listen haven't checked out Wellington, I encourage you to do so. It's a great place to get away with the family. Um, and like you were saying, it kind of offers a little bit of everything, camping, fishing, ice fishing, and then there's some hiking nearby as well. So a great place to get out with the family for the weekend or even escape the city during the week and uh, enjoy some time outdoors. Absolutely. So before we run out of time here, why don't you take a second and, and talk about Blue Quill a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So here at the Blue Quill, we've been in Evergreen, Colorado since 1988. Um, and our business is all focused on guiding, teaching, and then a full retail shop, all central around fly fishing. And so we guide all year round um, into the winter. Um, obviously, a lot more availability for different waters and locations during the summer months, but we are a full-time service. We do a lot of education, a lot of guide trips, as well as uh, float tube classes, guide trips on float tubes, as well as Colorado River trips. Um, and if you're interested in the trip, visit bluequillangler.com or give us a call at 303-674-4700.
Tony, I certainly appreciate you coming on. It's been some great insight. Uh, hope to talk to you here soon. Thanks so much for having us on, Austin. Have a great rest of your day. Absolutely, Tony. Thank you. So, you know, when you're talking about the the river fishing, we have a couple of minutes left here. Um, you know, the thing that I like to talk to folks about at Deckers, you know, Discount Fishing Tackle, you know, we have a, a full fly selection down there as well as all our conventional stuff. But going back to, to Deckers, a lot of people get this mentality that they have to fish these itty-bitty tiny little flies, 22s, 24s, 26s even. And certainly there's certain times a year where that is definitely true. But when you're dealing with these high flows and, and warm warmer water conditions, certainly safe fishing conditions still for the fish, unlike what we saw last year. But big stoneflies, Pat's rubber legs, leeches up there, large PMD nymphs, big caddis all come into place. So you have options to be able to fish all of your different techniques out there, and you don't have to worry about fishing something super small. Put that big fly on that indicator rig or maybe go strip a streamer. Uh, Tony and I have a, a mutual friend that, that uh, goes up there all the time throwing heavy heavy and big streamers and, and catches a lot more fish than a lot of people that are sitting there nymphing. So it's certainly a, a good aspect. But once again, I'm going to talk about discount fishing tackle just for a second. Um, I'm one of the owners down there to finish off. Uh, you know, we have a full selection of everything fishing related. So we're six blocks south of Evans on the west side of Santa Fe, 2645 South Santa Fe Drive is the address down there. And we have a group of guys that has absolute fantastic experience all across the board of fishing. So if you need to go talk about fly fishing, fly tying, uh, walleye fishing, trout fishing, whether it be fly or conventional fishing, uh, you know, you maybe need waders, maybe you need to bass fishing equipment. Um, the whole nine yards. But then additionally, we also carry a full line of high-end equipment as well down there. So we are a full St. Croix rod dealer, and we have rods from the $100 level all the way up to the $460 level and, and reels to match with those from Shimano, Abu Garcia, Fluger, um, Mitchell, all across the board on on reels there as well. We offer line spooling services. So if you're out there and you know you're in the beginning of the season just now, maybe looking to get out fishing with the with the kids or something, we can help you spool up. We can help you rig. We can do all of the above down there. So um, the thing that I like to try and talk about is you know we're we're a small shop, but we really compete with the big box stores well, not only in fantastic regional selection, but also by giving, you know, the best advice in town. So if you're looking to get out there and, and catch fish, you don't know where to go. You need to to figure out some advice on where to take the kids or where to take your boat this weekend or maybe more technical advice. You want to talk about sonar selection or you want to talk about, you know, any of your specific techniques. We can certainly help about that, help out with that all the time. So I do a lot of guiding. Um, I'm going to be on the water a bunch for the tail end of the year, but I'm down there almost every single day in the evening. Uh, but everybody down there can most certainly help you out with whatever you may need um, as far as fishing advice is concerned. So once again, we are six blocks south of Evans on the west side of Santa Fe. Discount Fishing Tackle, numbers 303-698-2550. Just want to thank Terry once again for letting me host the show for him this week. Uh, certainly hope all you guys enjoyed it, and hopefully you can get out there and have some great success on the water and in the field this fall. Thank you guys so much, and have a great day.